Hello and welcome. Thank you for listening to the Conscious Diva podcast. I'm Tatiana Wright. Today, I have the multifaceted, multi-talented author of Yoga for Real Life, Maya Fines. Maya is going to talk with me about how to live a conscious life using the tools of yoga and other Eastern tradition applications that she has utilized in her life. You know, you have this the uh, you look like you, you know you're part on the outside. You're a part of a celebrity family. You have famous friends. You know you travel the world. You have this amazing life going on. But what? How did how did that all come about? Tell me. Start from the beginning. And and now I'm going to come back to welcome Maya. Oh my God! From the beginning. Um. So this was not. It all looks amazing, pinky rosy, all great, but it wasn't like that. My journey had a lot to do with my growing up and being humble, being brought to the ground, shaken, breaking, get up again, do it. So it's been really a hard go. It's never been so easy, even though it might look like that from the outside. But I did have a lot of my learning to do. Um, from beginning, as I was a little girl in Macedonia, I was always dreaming to be somewhere else, always somewhere else. I don't know. The grass was always green on the other side. <laughs> but I didn't like the whole upbringing there because we were forced to be um, believing in socialism and communism and all this kind of stuff. So I was kind of like disciplined and all that. And I did not like that at all being told what to do. It doesn't agree with my zodiac sign. I'm Aries. I need to be the leader. I need to say. <laughs> but it's just, um, it was never agreeing with me that whole atmosphere. So all I was dreaming to just get out of there. That was my first uh, and foremost uh, action driven intention. And, and so, and because you were playing piano, like how old were you when you started playing yeah. piano? Did you know, did you know you had this gift? I mean, were you just having, playing on the piano one day and someone said, wow, you play really well, let's give you some lessons? Or did you work out as a little girl and in order to get out of this situation, I've got to do something to change. I've got to do something that's going to take me away. All I noticed that every time we go to a dinner party being taken from our parents and in Macedonia, almost every house has a piano or some kind of instrument. Everybody's very musical, to be honest. So everybody plays and we always end up singing and dancing on all parties. So wherever there is a piano, I would sit and just pretend I'm playing, I'm on a concert. I have a whole vision of me on a concert playing piano and everybody else around me said, oh my God, something wrong with her. Why is she not going out there and playing with the kids? And all the parents were worried, looking at me like, she's weird. <laughs> because I would just pretend. And I was not banging the piano. So one, one of the parents I, I remember said, oh, but she might have something here because she's not banging. The kids go and bang the piano. Because that's, I don't know, it's, it comes natural. To me, the natural was I was touching the piano. I was like feeling it. I was really playing notes. And that's how it began. How old were you at that time? I was six. Oh, wow. Okay, so you were I, really young. I yeah. Am. And so you, you, you then, you obviously, I mean, you're, you're a, a classical pianist. You're a concert pianist. And I, I don't know how many people realize that about you. I know you've got it on your website. And recently you've been capturing yourself on video and putting it on Instagram with yourself playing piano. But um, let's remind everybody of, of this journey of how you came to London and you were playing, um, you know, the concert piano. And even today when you return to Macedonia, they they welcome you to come and perform at their, their famous hall there, right? Yeah, so, well, that was my ticket because I won all those competitions. I went completely that way, not 
really planning, but I just went and I didn't know how far it was going to take me, if I'm going to stay with piano. I was also going to a proper normal school. So I was going to two schools at the same time. So I was super busy. I mean, like I living parallel lives, like two lives in the same time. So it was, I was always in the school and doing something. But anyway, so that was my ticket. I won all the competitions and I got a, a, a grant from uh, Lord Money, I still remember. And they were giving grants for good students to study in London and Royal College of Music, and that's how I did. And then I never looked back. Uh, so yeah, so the life was opening up completely for me in London. That was late 80s, just early 90s. And it was just beautiful. Everything was booming. It was, I remember London in the most beautiful way. I've made lots of friends and, uh, and suddenly- Is that when you met your husband? Yes, and I met my husband and we did the music together. So that's how the music carried on. And um, uh, but then uh, somebody took me before I met my husband. <laughs> it was another uh, a friend of mine who wanted to impress me. He said, oh, uh, would you like to come to a dinner at uh, Buckingham Palace with Prince Andrew and uh, Sarah? And I said, oh, really? OK. <laughs> so I went there and they had this piano and nobody knows how to play. And Prince Andrew went like, oh, mommy, being the queen, uh, just gave us this uh, piano. And it's hand graved. I mean, amazing piano with all the colors. I was like, oh my, nine footer. I was like, oh my God, this piano is amazing. He goes, oh, but then nobody knows how to play. I said, I do. Oh, really? Go play or something. And we have Margaret Thatcher on the, on the table. I mean, we had anybody who is anybody on that dinner table. And I'm standing up and playing piano and everybody stopped. I remember listening and then everybody turned their head. Who is this? This is a proper piano and a statue fan and the whole thing. They were like, oh, can you come next weekend? <laughs> and that's how it started. So Prince Andrew became my sponsor and uh, he would promote and play my music all the time. And it was a dream story. <laughs> no, it's, it's a very, it's a fairy tale story of having like a prince benefactor. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. But there was also an aspect of, of stage fright, right? And that's really how you were introduced to yoga. So, um, you know, I think that's a nice segue into, were you so nervous at that moment when they asked you, had you already begun practicing yoga at that time? No, that was pre uh, my nervousness. So because the things start escalating very fast and I was brought to Warner Brothers and they sign up with them and then there was a lot of pressure. Then I'm earning money with piano and then I'm traveling and I was like <gasps> having this panic attacks. So when I'm sleeping, like my dream when I was sleeping was like, oh, I don't know how to carry on. I stop in the middle of it and I don't want to. That's the biggest fear for all uh -oh. the musicians to not know when to how to carry on and it's just like the tape is not running it's like oh my god so anyway somebody suggested yoga so i had this guy uh it was hatha yoga just bringing my, my really the positions the opening of the body and the, my posture on the piano the breathing improved and i was like oh my god this is better my nerves are getting better and then something else took over then i was much more interested in yoga than the piano i was just like you know what i've done it all and by then i played everything i played everywhere and i was like oh, this whole life is just really not easy you know constantly being on stress on the adrenals working like big time and that's when I, I took to yoga and then I said, oh, there is another type of yoga. Oh, there is another type. Oh, there is a martial art, Ashtanga, Ayanga, uh, Kundalini. Uh, oh, my God. Oops, Kundalini. And I said, what is this? And that's when I stopped. And that's when I my search 
was over. That's pretty huge. I mean, to go from being a, uh, a successful concert pianist, having um, all kinds of people, not just the British royal family, um, but I would imagine that opened many, many doors, but also celebrities and all kinds of people wanting to um, engage you and hire you to perform for them. And then now you're you're at a point in your life where like, I'm giving this up and there's more to life, realising there's more to life and discovering that through the practice of yoga, which is still, that's a, a, a big part that still resonates with you today and what you teach with your, your own personal students, right? Well, that's what I say to everybody. It doesn't matter what is the reason you're starting yoga. Some people just want to lose weight or they just want to improve their health or they want to make muscles and great body. They look at all these yogas and look, oh, if I'm going to look like that, then I'm going to do yoga. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever the, the idea is that why you're starting, just start. That's all I say, just start. And then hopefully something else will open up in you. And that's what happened to me. Then it was like, whoa, what the, wait, there is a huge amount of knowledge here that I have not even tapped. I really want to go in. So then I, my search started. And then I dropped the piano. I was like, oh my God, wait, this is way bigger than the piano and whatever we are doing in our life. So that's, I'm hoping, that's why I said, anybody who's going into yoga for muscles, fine, don't worry, just do it. And then your spirituality, the mind will start working and questioning and the heart opening and connecting with the mind. And then it's another story. You are able to then bring your music into your, your yoga practice, right? Absolutely, right. Do you know what? Um, uh, very early days when I started meditating and joining some groups in London, they were all, you're all kind of like young, late. I think this was that Saturn return on 28th. When I was 28 and then everything started as, as escalating towards the spiritualism but I had this uh, moment when we we had this uh, uh, medium woman in front of us and reading our and we were going to first ever meditation and leading us guiding us and what I saw it's healing the, uh, the world through yoga and music and I couldn't believe I, it was so clear to me that I need to bring the music that's why I was the reason I was playing music is because of now because I need to bring it in yoga I mean, who would ever imagine that would be the case? So I saw it clearly in my first ever meditation, the visualization, you know? And so that, that's what it is. And I bring the music. I actually compose the music for the yoga because I'm aware of both. I'm aware of what feelings coming out with yoga. And then I'm backing up with music so to match that feeling. So then you have this whole journey, which is much bigger and wider and expanded than just not knowing what you're doing, you're doing yoga, but you're thinking something else. That could happen too, very often. So I know this, so I blend these two uh, and just put them together and it's just a completely new journey. Yeah, it's beautiful. And um, and then did that lead to actually taping, uh, offering people your own yoga videos at that point? Then were you able to make that leap into producing your own content? Yes. Yes, well, that was another amazing story. I don't know. My life actually does have a lot of good stories, even though I do remember there is a lot of hiccups on the way, but they have a good story. Well, I think I think the important thing to also to talk to listeners about is um, the fact that you had awareness for this allowed you to tune in. Because yes. as you know, when we have a yoga practice, there's a depth, there's like a, an aspect we're so connected to our heart space uh, heart chakra, and I'm going to have you talk about the chakras in a little bit because I know you love to teach about and talk about the chakras. But there's that really that that guides us when we're living the truth of who we are and stepping into that place. Things do align, and there can still be struggles in life, but we know how to through these tools we understand how to 
tune into a different type of energy to help us through. So can you share about how this happened with you? Yeah, I mean, uh, what I realized, of course, that uh, I really want to stress it enough there to everybody that it's okay to fail. It's absolutely okay to fail. I failed so many times. And every time I fail, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get up again, but I do. And I didn't used to like that at all. But older I become, I became more aware of the wisdom behind it and all the challenges and all the hiccups we have and all the falling, because only when you get up, you'll get up so much higher. And it's just that whole journey. We should just embrace all because this is a journey of duality. This is embracing the bad and good and the ugly and the beautiful and, and everything else in between. So is the acceptance and of all that becomes that one and creates a different personality for you, but uh, and the character that you build. Mm. But yeah, I fall so many times, but then there was the opportunity that uh, it was a new island opening in Maldives. Uh, one and only was a big luxury company. So they were opening an island and they invited me to teach their yoga and to do one concert a week. So I was like the celebrity, I picked up my kids, I had a teacher to teach my kids on the beach and in a beautiful villa. Oh my God, it was, it was just like, whoa, that's how my whole yoga uh, uh, career started, in an island in Maldives, teaching all the celebrities who come that's to visit. Thing. And you were teaching Kundalini as Toba Yogi Bhajan yes. at this point? Okay. Yeah. And that was my first. So why I'm bringing this up, because that's when I met... Uh, uh, my ex-partner, uh, 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 business partner, Camilla, for 10 years we were together. We just now um, uh, stopped uh, uh, doing the work together because she doesn't want to do anything with digital. So <laughs> I had to carry on with the digital world. She was fantastic. For, but um, she, she came on the island and she was like, oh my God, who are you? This is amazing. She was taking classes with me. I want to go in business with you. So thank God for, for that happening because I would have just been a yogi and just carry on, you know, who knows? But that's the, the sliding door. Like in, in life, you have those moments and you take it or not. So I said yes to it. I said, okay, let's partner up. Okay, what do we do? Let's film a video. While I'm there, I'm filming a video that I came up with. And that video is the first video I did, Detox and District, and it's still the best selling video. And then we start getting all the deals and the TV show, the Body Imbalance and the book and the 20 DVDs afterwards and all of that, how it works. So <laughs> and so so then the, your book is yoga for real life, right? Like this is this book is a few years old, uh, but it's still it's still a really relevant book. I mean, it, it's such a great book. And I think that um, it really you can feel yourself. You can feel you throughout this, your personality, the joy that you bring, the positivity, the, the sharing of love and, you know, all of this. Um, and it really, I, I, when I read it, I thought, well, this is, there's a lot of stuff in here that people can actually use and apply to themselves for today, for these incredible times that we're living in, which a lot of people this year have been, as you're well aware, have been just going through extreme suffering. I mean, we're all feeling it you know, universally on the planet together, and especially those of us in the spiritual communities, we're really feeling it. And, you know, offering these tools to support people um, is, is invaluable, I think, right now. It's really amazing. And so I, I'd love for you to just talk about the chakras, because this is, I know, something you love. 
to to really to share and to teach and also from your own experiences with awakening your own chakras and clearing things but also yoga for real life the book is broken up literally color-coded um into to resonate with the chakras as well if people are beginners and aren't sure what you know what that even means because it, it can sometimes be somewhat of an esoteric sounding word chakra especially since we can't really see them please tell me like what you know, where did this vision come from? That little island in Maldives, that's where all the vision happened with the video, with the book, and all of this happened there. And I was like, okay, how can I bring yoga out of the mud into real life? Because lots of people I hear, including me, when I was back in London, I was so stressed. I'm going to do yoga, distress. I come out of yoga, super stressed. And my husband used to say, stop going to yoga because every time you come, you're more angry. <laughs> because it was true. All the anger that comes out, then I just like, ah, splash it out. So I was like, oh my God, it must be a way. So what is it? So then when I start thinking, and lots of people are saying, oh my God, I, I feel so great when I'm on a yoga mat. But as soon as I come out in the car to drive back, I'm in a mess. So I was thinking, how can I bridge this like how can i make it easier for people to bring the yoga mat into their everyday life and that was my whole idea that's how i teach that's how i have my teacher training courses everything is about real life to me it has to be real i'm very practical person when it comes to this and i really want immediate quick tools and kundalini yoga is very good at cap and capable of doing that I love that because right now, this year, with COVID and everything else that's been happening, um, a lot of people are just not in the mindset to be told, oh, try some yoga, try some meditation, you know, especially if they're really going through some tough times. So the fact that you've broken this down um, into such simple steps, uh, whether it's seven minutes, you know, seven times a day, or whether it's taking something and just doing it for a couple of minutes, yeah, just stepping into that and changing your, you know, your frequency, um, you don't even have to understand what that means. It's just, hey, you know, try breathing a little bit differently. Yeah. Try moving your body. Within a few minutes, you can see a difference, and that's your proof because people want proof. And luckily with Kundalini Yoga, because we are talking about energy, so moves around, and if you have a proper guidance of how to use the breath, immediately the change you will see and you will notice, you will feel, and there it is, your proof. So people want proofs, immediately proofs. If it doesn't work well, they don't have time to hold hour to stretch and to do the triangles and to do your whole, it's a bit daunting and then they, and not for everybody because they see all the skinny little people doing all this kind of pretzel yoga, I call it, and people get scared. And I said, no, Kundalini Yoga is not like that at all. Whatever size and shape and form you are, you can do it because you're breathing, you're, it's your own energy that you're, uh, you know, stimulating and which is the Kundalini, it's on the base chakra, it's going all the way up, you're raising it up so that you can open the crown chakra so you can get that guidance through the universe. So that's why learning through the chakras it, and teaching through the chakras, it's much easier. It's almost like I had a structure oh, because yeah. it's how do you, it's all the body, it gets all messy. So first is first, first chakra, grounding, security, safety, addictions, negative thoughts, fear, everything happens from here. So if you understand that, it's so easy for people, oh, fear, oh, that's why my fear is. Okay, let's fix that. Let's start that rolling in the right direction, right? Yeah, everyone's feeling fear right now. So it's, it is easy to at least tune, under, tune into that because you know, oh my God, I'm feeling scared. I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, I don't know what's gonna, what's coming next, whatever it is, right? So um, when you say, it's you know all you have to do is understand that it 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 doesn't mean you've got to understand the practice of kundalini yeah. you just have to understand your feelings what where those are coming where from where coming from so that then 
I, give, I apply maybe a little breath or a little movement, and immediately you can be working on, on that chakra. So yeah. that is very, very easy. I made a little simple uh, kind of like method that you go through it, and it's very simple. So people can, uh, seven minutes, oh, anybody can do seven minutes, right? It's not a big deal. So that's how the, the, the whole thing. And then when it comes to second chakra, then it's a relationship. Oh, I see. It's all about my relationship. Oh, yeah. I saw all my uh, grief and, and all this kind of stuff and non-forgiveness and all this kind of stuff. And then, then you understand what it is because lots of people don't even know where the organs of the body are because you don't pay attention to your body. You know, where is the liver? They, they go on the left side. No, it's on the right side. You know, so you just educate people in a very simple, easy, methodic way so that they can understand their body, they can understand what's going on. So then when you have this understanding about yourself, then immediately you know what's going on and you can go straight into the feeling. It's a, because it's not about what you think, what you feel, what you feel, what you feel. Keep asking what you feel immediately. Oh, I see. And then really easy methods, how to work with your mind, because the mind can go like, cha, 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 cha. Ah, that's why we do mantra. So we activate the body. That's why I created the Kunda dance. So you activate the body in order to integrate and mm -hmm. then put it all back together, distribute equally in the body. Yeah. So activation, integration, that's how I constantly work with. And then mm -hmm. uh, mantra, just learning one simple few words, just keep repeating it. What it means is just opening the door to meditation so that you can sit in meditation for a little bit longer and just be comfortable in it. Because so many people are not comfortable. All the thoughts are going even more crazy. So you need to work. And I give some very simple tools how to deal with your negative thoughts. When the fear comes in, the anxiety comes in, you just cancel it out. Cancel, cancel, cancel. I just say it three times. Like this with a hand. And it, it turns and it goes into another direction. So if you don't start that movement, repeat and, and keep going faster and faster, and then you can't stop it. So if you stop it right in the minute, in the beginning, when you catch that the thought is there. So I call it, if you spot it, you got it. <laughs> I like that, that's cute. Uh, so how many years have you collectively been teaching yoga or Kundalini yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan? Because you're no longer really like wholly teaching that. You have come up with your own syncretic blend of Kundalini, um, of Tai Chi, of dance, which is Kunda dance. Yeah. So how, how many years were you teaching yoga when and then you realized you know what? People want more or need more, or I love doing this and this. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them all together and create my own blend. I mean, it's it's kind of a natural expansion. It's like naturally grown into something else, and I it's almost by me teaching like for ten years, twelve years I was teaching, and then from those teachings, from what I learned from my students, what they need and how their body were reacting with it, that mm -hmm. showed me what needs to be done and what needs to apply more. So then. With the Kundalini can be very powerful and just like, you know, the body gets tired. Um, if, if you're not a, a container, a strong container to contain this energy that gets stimulated with Kundalini, then your body will collapse. So you see, you're going to feel pains in the body. So, but I match it up now and uh, integrate with, with Qigong or Tai Chi so that the Qi can work really softly, like a yin and a yang. If you imagine uh, Kundalini is very young and active, uh, the, the Tai Chi is yin, so that you can just like specific types of Tai Chi, because some of them can be very warrior. <laughs> but the Qigong, especially Qigong, it's very soft, and I just apply that so that the two energies meet, and then you have more of a balance. And that gives me a structure, 
and gives me an idea of how to teach the yoga because it could be very vast and very uh, wordy and fluffy words all around and, and, and get very esoteric. As I said, I'm very practical. So when I put it in a system, going through the chakras, so when you breathe very easily, I say, for them to understand what chakra is, uh, when you breathe, the air, I mean, the oxygen comes left and right uh, nostrils, right? That the either and pingala, it just goes straight into shushman and go inside. So when you breathe the air, it doesn't go like everywhere in the body. It goes into system, bang, 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 into those pools of energy, the points. And then from there, it gets distribution in the body, in the organs that needs. So from sixth chakra, fifth, and that's where we get energy. So third chakra, it's all about digestion. So that that pool of energy is there, and then it gets spread into our digestive system. So this is the easiest way to kind of understand it. And then... Well, is it more that, you know, you enjoy teaching it because you can see in your students that they're resonating, they're actually experiencing? Yes, yes, very much so. I can see that they understand, and they always say, oh, my God, it's thank God for you explaining what it is. And, and very often, all my yoga classes, I explain what we are doing, what it means and what it does for your body. Because once you understand, you're already much better, much more beneficial for your body than just doing it and not knowing, oh, do this for five minutes. Why, what, nothing. It goes, uh, mind goes into somewhere else. But I have them very in, in the present moment. So by saying, this is what it means, this is what it does, feel it. Oh my God, I feel it, right? So. When I talk about the chakra, four chakra, opening the heart, they really feel opening the heart. They really feel crying. They feel like really something is shifting. I did one of your kunda dances a couple of years ago, and I was um, not sure what to expect. To you know, and I shared this with you. To be perfectly honest, I was like, what? What's it going to be? And but within the first five minutes when you were up there and you were just so effervescent and energized and everyone, and there were a lot of people doing in, in the room, but I mean, it was a huge hall and it was incredible because the energy just went like everyone got up and got into it and moved. And I thought, well, this is awesome. And you could just see afterwards how happy everybody was. Everyone was just moving around and left the room after that, what was it, an hour and a half or something. Everyone was so happy and came out of there with huge smiles on their faces and they were just all so radiant. So I think there's definitely, there's definitely something in the way you're teaching that's different I mean, to other. Creating also very, lots of serotonin and it's mm -hmm. all the field chemicals are all stimulated like the pituitary pineal hypothalamus they're all working together and then you create lots of serotonin endorphins uh, um, uh, oxytocin so it's just really a beautiful way of just presenting this energy into your body but you have to be confident standing up there and doing yeah let's do it and Oh my God! But you know that's how it is. And there is lots of mantra. There is lots of screaming. There is lots of shouting. There is lots of uh, breathing. Then you go into chigo, and then you go quiet. So it's a mix of everything. But 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 at the end result is you really feel happy. So if you can get through that first five minutes <laughs> of embarrassment, well, it's true. I definitely saw people hesitating and sort of like looking around and ooh, you know that 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 you can see it on people when they're too too nervous or feel that everyone's going to look at them. But then once they realize, oh, everyone's getting up, yeah. no one cares. And uh, and then they start to, to just let go and let loose. You know, it's cool. 
easy to letting go because dancing, any form of shape and dance, I mean, people are, oh, I don't dance. How do you mean don't dance? Just move your body. That, you don't have to be dancing. And this is like, I'm leading you how to dance. I'm giving you the moves and just follow it. It's just like everybody can dance and everybody can sing. You know, people say, oh, like mantra, you know, but once they get into it, you just have to give them confidence. Okay, because now, why is that happening? Because you've heard when you were a child, and it's all in your subconscious tape, it's like a recording going on, that you're not good at dancing or you're not good at singer or whatever, and it stays with you forever. Yeah, I know, it becomes their story, right? They get so scared and so caught up in that. But no, it's it's wonderful, and I think that's why um, bring, you know, yoga for real life uh, is, is such an important tool right yeah. now, more than ever for people, because it's not, they can just watch you on Instagram or on your website, it's mayafines.com, that they can look and and see other videos, do lessons with you, and in the privacy of their own homes, so they don't have to feel you know, embarrassed or nervous or whatever, they can just learn to let that go at home. So when the world has reopened, they can go out as new people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's a great thing. Uh, do you have any any sections from the book Yoga for Real Life that uh, that you want to share that you particularly love? Yeah, especially the first chakra is screaming at the moment as I was talking about it because it's very insecure and unsafe and not knowing the future and uh, uh, fear of unknown. I think is the biggest fear, right? So there is a section on the first chapter which is called Letting Go of Fear and Doubt. And by the way, Mark Twain said, courage is resistance of fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. So let's not forget that you don't, when you say, oh, he has a courage or she has a courage, that's why they, they don't have fear. That doesn't mean you don't have fear. You have the fear and do it anyway. So that's the whole process here. We have to understand that courage is not just not uh, absence of fear. We have to do it even if you feel it, uh, the fear. But we are saying here, if you the first chakra, it's all about change, about losing our rigidity and learning to be more flexible. That's why this chakra is also very connected to addictions, because addictions is based on fear, a complete fear of living and of feeling. So fear is something we all have. It's part of being alive and of knowing that someday all of us will die. We'll never use, we'll never uh, going to lose fear completely. So we need to learn how best to deal with it. We need to be able to acknowledge it, accept it, recognize it, admit it to it, and then let it go. You know, in Macedonia, we have a saying, uh, better the angel you, better the devil you know than the angel you don't know. I'm sure there is the saying everywhere, uh, very similar. But that's what we do. We constantly, because we don't know if uh, the grass is green on the other side, what's going to be the unknown. So we'd rather stay with a, a relationship we don't want to be. We stay in a workspace where we don't want to be uh, just because we don't know what's the other side. Well, why not try? Have that leap of faith and just go for it and try and use all the tools, every tools that we are giving here, but uh, especially for the first chakra. And um, I think that's it, go for it. If you just have enough initial energy to just make that first step, it will start slowly unra unraveling. It's amazing. Yeah. What you just have to have trust. Yeah, it does come down to trust. And that's why I was saying at the start of this interview, your life on the outside looks you know, so like, oh, but you have famous friends and you're married into a celebrity family and all this other stuff. Um, but you also had these aspects that that people are experiencing today and you learned how to move through that. And yeah. that's 
like you wrote your book and you and you teach what you teach because you've been there, you've lived that. And I think that's a really important thing for people to to get, you know. Absolutely. I've been there, as I said, I've fallen many times and I keep falling and coming up. That's how it is. And that's how life is. Yeah. yeah. Well, is there anything you want to add? Um, we need to talk about your website, um, how people can find you, other things that you've got going on. Uh, I know this year many things have been uh, postponed, uh, retreat-wise and things like that. Do you have a sense of um, what's on the horizon for the rest of the year or next year? Well, I was going to do a retreat this summer in June in Formentera, which is a little island next to Ibiza. It's in Spain. Uh, but now they uh, asked me if I can do it in August instead, and I think actually I might do it. <laughs> and and then what about um, where can we find your book, Yoga for Real Life? On Amazon. Okay, good. So anyone can buy that on Amazon and and in bookstores when we eventually can step back into them. If you come on my website, there will be a link straight to to take you to Amazon, or just Google it on Amazon. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's in it. Maya Fines. That's M A Y A F I E N N E S dot com. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh well, it's always awesome, always fun to speak to you, Maya. There's, uh, I know that we can talk for hours about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll talk to you soon. Have a beautiful yeah. rest of your weekend. <laughs> Bye.